and welcome back to Touching Base PR Edition. My name is Jamie and I'm still your host. Today's episode is an interview with Jess Puglucci and she is so awesome. She works in PR and marketing and event planning all in Boston, which is just super duper cool. And the interview with her is so great. We talk about so many different things and I think you're really going to love this episode. Before we get into it, I'm going to talk about my personal and professional highlights for the week. So I'm going to kick off with my professional because honestly, there's a bunch of them. So I launched my website, jamiegerke.weebly.com, and I'm so excited because this gave me the opportunity to put like my resume, my portfolio, my writing samples, my podcast, and my YouTube all in one place. So I just feel really good about that, and I feel really good about sending that to jobs and things like that because I am graduating in two months, so just started applying to jobs and doing all of that, which is so incredible. And then for my personal highlight, I... I'm just really happy right now and I think at this time last year I was really struggling and I was going through like a lot. I'm posting a YouTube video about it actually today. It just went live at the same time as this episode just talking about my mental health and I'm just like in so much of a better place than I was at this time last year and I'm just really happy to be doing well. So with all that being said, make sure to follow Touching Base on Instagram at touchingbase underscore PR. We are almost at $150, I think, so we're so close to that, and I want you to join the Touching Base fam and connect with us, so I will see you on there and keep listening to this episode. Hi, Jess. How are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me. No problem. I'm good. Do you want to go ahead and introduce yourself? Sure. So my name is Jess Pellucci. I'm from Massachusetts, have lived in Boston, have lived a little outside of Boston, and I work in PR and marketing. I'm so excited. We're going to move into a little hot seat segment. So I pulled up some fun little questions. So the first one is, if you had a time machine, would you go back in time or visit the future? Ooh, I think I'd go back in time recently. And I don't know if it has to do with COVID and seeing younger. I think I'm just on TikTok all the time too, because everyone has so much free time. Mm -hmm but it's kind of making me nostalgic for my high school days. So I think I would totally go back even just for like a week and then probably come back. I'm, I'm pretty content here in 20. I a hundred percent feel that I was like thinking about this question when I first pulled it up and it's so interesting because I feel like there's so many situations that I like think about and I'm like what I would give to be in that situation, knowing what I know now, Mm -hmm. like, Just, like, going into my senior year of college, I'm, like, thinking about back about, like, all these, like, high school memories, and I'm just, like, if I could tell you what I knew now, like... I could talk to my younger self, it would be a game changer. Literal game changer. So, (laughs) the next question is, if you could visit one place on Earth, where would you want to go? Hmm. Um, I guess I would say probably Australia, because it's so far from here that it's the last thing I'll probably get to do on my list. Like there's so many places I want to see, but the thought of flying that far, one, it's expensive. Two, I'd have to have like a solid couple weeks to do it. So if I could just go there without all of those stressors, that would be top of my list. No question. I a hundred percent agree with that one. It looks so pretty. (laughs) Yeah. It's literally gorgeous. And I just want to be there and experience it and it's just so different because it's literally on the exact other side of the world exactly that would be so cool and then the last question we will do is 
if you could choose one celebrity to be the father or mother of your child, who would it be? <laughs> oh, oh man. I feel like I'd probably pick Harry Styles because <laughs> I have a major crush on him and I think he'd be a great dad. Yeah, I 100% would pick Harry Styles, but I was also thinking about like Taylor Lautner. I'm really into my like, Twilight phase again because I just, I'm reading Midnight Sun right now. Okay, I know so many people that are, so I feel like Twilight is making a comeback. He's just so beautiful. That, like, true. my kids would be gorgeous. <laughs> That's true. You got to think like that. And then they could say that their dad was in Twilight, so. <laughs> yeah, 100%. So now moving into more of the bulk of the episode and more of the PRE questions. Can you start by sharing where you went to school and what you got a degree in? Sure. So I went to Suffolk University in Boston, and I got a degree in marketing, but it was a little bit of a road before I, I settled on marketing. I was undecided, then it was finance, and then eventually I was like, I don't know, marketing sounds fun, and that's how it happened. <laughs> yeah, I really feel that. I started as a neuroscience major, and then that one didn't work out. <laughs> so then I tried to be a math major, and then that one didn't work out. And then, you know, it was just a whole path, and now I'm an English major, so. Right. I mean, honestly it's a good way to end up there because you get to see what you don't like. And exactly. for anyone who's there, it kind of doesn't matter. It helps obviously to have a, a degree in something related to what you do, but the amount of people I know that graduate and end up with an entirely different career is crazy. Yeah, I have a friend, she just graduated with an economics degree and now she's like working in a law office and I'm just like, but like not like economic law. So it's just totally different. Yeah. So when you were in college, were there any like internships or jobs you did? Yeah. So back in the time, I think it was when I was still undecided, I did a year interning at the Massachusetts State House. And it was it was such a random internship, but it was really cool. I got to like go to events there and I worked with the representative from Cape Cod in the islands. So I just felt like that was a cool little connection because I love the Cape. And then once I decided I was going to do marketing, I was dead set that I was going to do social media marketing because when I was in college, it was kind of the time where social media had really started vamping up. I mean, I remember the days when Instagram was just one hideous, the, everyone just had the same filters. Mm -hmm. There was definitely no influencers. And so when I was in college, that was like starting to be a thing. So I remember being like, oh, I love being on my own social media, I could do this as a career. It sounds so fun. So I got some internships doing that. Uh, one of my serving jobs let me start their restaurant social media. So I was like their social media coordinator unofficially. Uh, and then I ended up not loving social media marketing. I do some of it now, but it's not my whole career. Thank God. Mm -hmm. It's not my favorite thing to do. I uh, feel that so hard. I thought for sure like social media marketing would be so fun and then I got an internship and it was just social media and we were doing like social media and we were we had meetings for like three hours like three times a week just to like discuss what we were going to put on the social media and I was like I do not want to do this yeah it's so much more planning than you'd think so if you're someone who likes doing that and is okay with like sitting down and really just like getting to it and doing the same thing pretty frequently it's totally 
a great career, but it was so not for me. So I'm okay doing it here and there, but it cannot, I cannot handle it 24 mm-hmm. seven. I feel like you definitely need like a break. You need like a breakup of social media and other things. Otherwise yeah. it just, it becomes too much at some, at a certain point. It does. I think that's what I like about this field is like marketing and PR. You kind of, they all kind of intertwine. So I get to do email marketing, social media marketing, PR events like literally everything so my Mm -hmm. days are never the same for the most part (laughs) yeah so just what you're saying about your days never really being the same can you talk a little bit about your current job and what like a little day-to-day might look like for you yeah so I'm currently a senior manager at ring communications we are a boutique marketing and PR firm in Boston and I also have recently started working with jet black social club uh, which is a brand new social club that's totally digital for now. And I've been helping them actually, I'm doing social media with them and some marketing PR stuff, but um, it's nice to have that thrown in there. So I kind of know that when I have free time at night, I have this side thing to be doing and definitely Mm -hmm. keeps my days interesting. Yeah. As for my day to day, it used to be weirdly before COVID, it was much more sporadic. I, had meetings with clients every week that I knew I had to go to. So it kind of kept me with somewhat of a schedule, but they were never at the same times, never the same days. So I was like all over town constantly. And now (laughs) it's weird. I I pretty much get up, I check my emails and I plan out my week ahead of time. So I know one day I have to write a press release. You know, I have to make the list for it. I have to pitch it the next day. This day I'm going to do all social media stuff. I have meetings on Zoom, which everyone knows is the new, the new normal. Mm-hmm. So it's, it's weirdly a nice little schedule because I kind of can plan it out the week ahead, whereas before it was so, so sporadic and I had events on weekends and at night and I just, I pretty much was never not working. Yeah. So with this shift to like working from home and working remotely, what do you think have been some of the challenges, but also some of like the pros of being working mm-hmm. from home? Well, I feel like the challenge for sure is the procrastination because I'm I'm good at time management for the most part, but I also get distracted very easily and I'm living with my family. So if my brother comes home and he puts on the office and I'm working in that same room, I'm like, oh, I mean, I guess mm-hmm. I could watch an episode of The Office. It's fine. I can work an extra half hour later. So trying to actually get things done in a timely manner has been a struggle. There's a lot of days where 5 p.m. hits and I'm like, okay, I still have a ton of work to do because I just did not do what I should have done during, you know, nine to five. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's such a struggle. (laughs) Mm -hmm. When I had my virtual internship this summer, it was definitely a struggle to stay focused all day, especially when you're like in your house and you know, like there are other things in your house you could be doing. Like, I'm like, oh, I could be doing my laundry right now. I could be getting dinner ready. I could be doing other things, but like you're at your desk, you should be working. Right. I know it is tough, especially when you're, you can't really separate work from home. I mean, Mm -hmm. I have an office in my loft, but I don't go up there that much. I I think I'd be much more productive if if I did, but some days I'll work in the dining room or in my bedroom. And then those days I like look over and I see a pile of clothes that needs folding. And I'm like, um, okay, I can just do this real quick. It'll, it'll just ease my mind to know that the laundry's done and I don't have to worry about it. 
but I should theoretically be doing something much more productive. And then it ends up like biting me in the butt later. Yeah, for sure. So what do you kind of think is the best part of your job? Ooh, the best part for me, I think, because I'm a pretty social person, I really like meeting new people is I've got to meet so many cool people through my job. We do events and we have clients who have events pretty frequently because most of our clients are hospitality and lifestyle. So I've got to meet a lot of really cool entrepreneurs. I've met reality TV stars from like The Bachelor, um, athletes, which I'm from Boston. So Boston sports are huge. Mm -hmm. And I was at an event once with Tom Brady, which, you know, now is sad to think of because he loved us. But back in the day when I was there and he was like the coolest guy in town, that was like the best thing ever. So I've got to meet a lot of really cool people. And I kind of, that's what I miss the most too about pre COVID life. Cause I don't get to go see people anymore. And I'm having zoom meetings with some entrepreneurs that we're maybe going to be working with, but it's not the same, you know, as sitting down with someone or getting to have a drink with them, which is obviously yeah. way more fun. <laughs> Who do you think is like the coolest person you've met? Oh, I think. I feel like I forget some people sometimes, but um, I met Rob Gronkowski. We did, which same story as Tom Brady who left us and kind of depressing to think about, but he did this thing called Gronk Fitness and him and his brothers opened up like their own little pop-up thing and workout class with Boston Sports Club. So we did the launch of that, which was really cool. And I got to like go on the Gronk bus and end up, <laughs> end up getting to hang out with his family after, which was really fun. And I feel like that was probably the coolest. I mean, so many people, I just get pretty lucky with what events I get to go to, I guess. Have you ever had any like embarrassing moments around these people? Well, so we did some events with Luke Pell, who had been on The Bachelor. And one when I had first started out, like the rule is you're not supposed to take pictures or ask for photos with the celebrities that we're working with. And so I wasn't going to ask him for a photo. I had made that pretty clear to like the people I was working with. And one of the interns that was there at the event was like, Jess, aren't you a big fan of his? Like while he was standing right there, don't you want a picture? And I was at that point, like, it would be weird if I said no. So I was like, sure. And so I went over to take a picture with him, but like everyone was, had heard the awkward conversation and then like watched me take the picture. <laughs> and I was like, in the picture, didn't even come out great because the lighting was terrible so then I'm like mm -hmm. okay I can't ask for it again <laughs> it was just weird like I don't like to be thought of as the fan like I'm trying to keep it professional and then mm -hmm. someone totally blew up my spot yeah I think for me I work part-time at Madison Square Garden so there's always celebrities there and my first celebrity encounter I was like not expecting it at all I was working like a women's basketball game and then there was like a charity celebrity game afterwards but I knew it was going to be afterwards, so I wasn't expecting to run into anyone. I was like, this is fine. And as I'm, like, walking back into, like, the back area, Justin Bieber was just standing oh. in the doorway. Oh, my God. And I was totally not expecting it at all. So I literally just froze, and I was staring at him for, like, five seconds. Oh, my God. And then God. without even saying anything, I just, like, skedaddled my way around him because I was so starstruck. <laughs> and I just, like... Like, I'm sure he has so many, like, weird encounters on the daily, but, like, for, like, so long, all I can think about was, oh, my God, he's definitely just thinking about me as the weird girl <laughs> who just, like, skedaddled around him. 
I mean, something, yeah. That's the weird part is you know that the stars realistically are probably not thinking about it because it happens all the time. But when you get starstruck and have an awkward encounter, I to this day am scarred because my bit like if I could marry anyone aside from Harry Styles, it would be Julian Edelman, mm-hmm. another Patriots player. And my boss gave me tickets to go meet him one time. He was doing like a big pop-up shop in Boston. <laughs> and I just like blanked out and I he, you know, he was gonna talk to me, like he asked how I was doing, and I just was like, "Oh wow, busy, busy here tonight, right?" Like super awkward. And then I just got up and walked away. And then I looked over, and my brother ended up talking to him, and they hit it off. And I was like, "Wow, I blew my chance there." He thinks I'm the weird girl. <laughs> so now, kind of moving um, a different direction, you also work as an event manager for Bumble. Can you talk more about that and how you got that position? Yes. So. I think it was probably about two years ago now I got a call I think I actually got a DM first from a girl I went to college with who was working with Bumble and they were looking for city reps the program that Bumble has for their field marketing used to be so different it was like five city reps in a city and a market lead who was kind of in charge of them and then all the city reps would collaborate on an event each month so I ended up interviewing for that and the girl who had DM me, Karina, was the market lead, so she worked closely with me. And then eventually we went on like a little hiatus and they restructured the program so that it would be an event manager, a partnership manager, and a media manager. So I applied thinking, oh, the only position I would be good for is media manager because, you know, I do PR. And Karina, who had been the market lead, got that role and then they hired me for events. So I had done events before, but I'd never been like fully in charge of an event. Mm-hmm. So it was so scary to have to plan my own events. Luckily, my team was super awesome and helpful if I needed them. Um, but yeah, it was it was a lot of pressure because Bumble's a big brand. And I was like, oh my God, it's going to be on me if this goes poorly. But we had a lot of good stuff. And then we actually had an event planned for International Women's Day, which is March 8th. And that was right when like COVID was hitting so that we had to cancel the event because we just couldn't risk having a big gathering. Mm-hmm. And that was the last like in-person thing we did, which is so sad. That was so long ago now. Yeah. Can you talk a little bit about how the event industry has shifted with COVID? Oh, yeah. Um, so when COVID first hit, we actually ended up having all of the people on my level at Bumble doing a new orientation because it was going to be such a big pivot from what we knew. So we did some digital events, which for me, I mean, and I'm sure a lot of people felt this, it was scary and kind of difficult because I'm not super tech savvy, which is odd for someone who works on my computer all day, every day, and, you know, has to design things and edit. Mm -hmm. I just, there's some things that are just over my head when it comes to computers. So the thought of having to like get people together virtually and then make sure it goes smoothly and the only thing I could do to fix it if it didn't was like something on my computer. I, you know, it was horrifying. So we ended up doing a few digital events and like Instagram lives with influencers. Um, we did a really fun get ready with me series where an influencer would do like a makeup tutorial for a virtual date night. So we ended up having to get creative and it was really fun, but super, super scary still. Uh, and I feel like that's what a lot of people are doing. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would, I don't like to say like the good thing that came out of this because obviously it's been kind of (laughs) sucky since March, but seeing people's creativity 
and all these cool virtual events that people have done has been so cool for me. I mean, I feel like every day on Facebook, especially at the beginning when people still needed to connect, there were so many things and I would never have thought of half of them. So I thought that was really cool. And I'm curious going forward, even when it's safe to get together, if stuff like that will continue because people realized it works. Some people don't like to have to get dressed and go out. So just do it over the internet. Yeah, for sure. I definitely think it's going to be really interesting to see how things play out once it is safe to gather again, especially because I feel like with virtual events, you've been able to reach people in all different places. It's not just city-based. It's not just a location-based event. So you could be in New York and you could be on a virtual call with someone in California. So I, it'll be really interesting to see how people try to include that aspect of being with people from all over when um, in-person events are able to commence again. Yeah, I agree because it's weird. I feel like in the past few years, things have been more global anyway, but now that we've been actually like global where everyone from all across the globe can be on one call together and talking and more connected. And that's like the norm now. I realized that, you know, years ago when I thought, okay, well, you need to know how to, you know, talk to other cultures and like, you should probably be picking up some other languages for if you have to do work with someone in this country or if you're traveling, that was like nothing. Now it's really, this is full immersion of everyone across the globe, Mm -hmm. which is really cool. Yeah, for sure. So now going back to your communications job, can you talk about how you got that job and kind of your path out of college to your position now? Yes. So mine is a very unique story. I'm sure most people do not end up in their job this way. I took a class my senior year. It was like my second semester. Um, I believe it was social media marketing. And my professor was Professor Ring, Kim Ring, who is now my boss. So I just, I don't want to say I was a suck up in class because I wasn't. I just tried really hard because classes like that that I thought could help my career were the ones that I really wanted to learn things in and try. So, I mean, I just did my work and, you know, tried hard and did good on tests. And then towards the end of my senior year, I hadn't applied anywhere yet. And I remember being at a friend's graduation party just to get a frame of reference of how close to graduation we were. And my current boss and at the time professor messaged me and was like, I don't know what your plans are after graduation, but I'd love to have you come on as an intern for three months and then see where that takes us. So I was like, yeah, I'm in. But I had at that point already accepted a summer internship in California. So I was like, only thing is I wouldn't be able to start for a little while. Is that okay? And she was so cool with it. She was great. So, I mean, obviously most people can't do that because, you know, there's only so many positions that your professors can offer. But it was really great because as the professor to begin with going into my boss, she was kind of like a mentor to begin with. And I didn't know anything about PR when I was in college. I don't even think I knew what it was until I took her class. And I feel like it was a lot of learning as you go, but I never felt uncomfortable being like, hey, I don't know what a media alert is. Can you send me an example? and like give me feedback when I finish it. Mm -hmm. So it made it, it made it a nice transition because otherwise I think I would have been very intimidated and Mm -hmm. I'm, I probably wouldn't have ended up doing PR because I wouldn't have even known about it or, you know, 
known to apply to PR jobs. <laughs> yeah. So now you've just moved up in the company. Um, what do you think is something that you like do at work that makes you stand out and gets you promotions and higher levels? <laughs> um, I think I'm a very organized person. So I'm kind of on top of things, even sometimes when other people aren't. And I'm that person who's occasionally like reaching out to people to like, just so you know, do you, did you know you have this today? Or like, did you get this done? Even if it was something that wasn't on my to-do list, I just kind of keep tabs on everything that's going on because I hate the thought of like something maybe not getting done. Mm-hmm. So I have a million to-do lists every single, like I have it written out in a notebook. I have my reminders on my phone going off. I just have things everywhere so that I don't forget. And I feel like that organization has been a big selling point for me because it's good to have someone higher up in the company who can manage other people and not get confused and unorganized. So that definitely helped play a role because now I will manage other people. And if I wasn't organized, that would be a struggle. Yeah, for sure. So is there anything specific you would recommend to someone in college or advice you would offer to someone that wants to work in this industry? Yeah, I think my biggest advice, whether it's an internship or a class you're going to take while you're in college, is to do your research, like reach out to people who have taken the class or had the internship and really get a feel for what it's going to be like. Because as much as it's nice to have an internship on your resume, it's even better to have an internship where you get to do hands-on work so that you go into your next role feeling confident that you already have these things. And unfortunately, there are still internships that are going to be like, here's some busy work. We just need someone to you know, do this stuff for us. And we don't really care if you're learning things. So making sure that your internship is going to really help you grow. And then when you're taking classes, I felt that taking classes, whenever I had the opportunity with adjunct professors or professors who had day jobs outside of the university, was so helpful because they were bringing in real life experiences into class each week. Mm-hmm. And I felt it was easier to learn that way to hear, you know, this was an actual scenario that happened rather than reading it out of a textbook. So doing those whenever you can, getting internships where you're going to actually get to do work and try your hand at these things that are going to be part of your career is huge. Yeah. So now to kind of wrap everything up, and this also, I guess, relates to that first top t- question segment we did about um, the time machine. But if you could do your whole college career path over again, is there anything that you would do differently? Uh, I think no. I would say now I would probably keep it all the same just because of that whole butterfly effect thing. I wouldn't want to change one thing and then not end up where I am now because I'm very mm-hmm. happy that it all worked out. But it's funny to look back because there was a time where I almost transferred colleges because I wanted more of a campus feel and I wasn't quite getting that in Boston. Mm -hmm. I'm so glad I didn't. Now looking back, I would never have met my boss. I probably would not be doing PR. Who knows where I'd be, but (laughs) I'm glad that I ended up where I am. Yeah, for sure. Well, thank you so much, Jess, for being here. Thank you Um, so much for having me. This was fun. No problem. It was so great chatting with you. If you are still listening to this episode, Thank you for listening and I will talk to you in the next episode.